According to Wikipedia, the Academy Awards, better known as the Oscars, are awards for artistic and technical merit for the American and international film industry. The awards are regarded by many as the most prestigious, significant awards in the entertainment industry worldwide. Hello, my name is Candy Thomas, and welcome to Cinema Sunday. Since first awarded in May of 1929, 94 movies have been given the coveted title of Best Film. And although I consider myself a major movie fan, I've only seen 29 of them. Looks like I've got my work cut out for me. Over the next 94 episodes, I'm going to watch every single one of these movies and honestly tell you if they're any good or not. But before we begin, let's talk about how these movies even got on the list to begin with. Luckily for me, there's a Vanity Fair article from March 21st, 2022, titled, Who Votes for the Oscars and How Do They Do It? Ta-da! Here's how it works. The Academy Awards are voted on by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, a group of industry professionals totaling roughly 10,000 people. Currently, there are about 9,500 of them that are eligible to vote. The Academy describes its voting groups as, quote, film artists working in the production of theatrically released motion pictures, end quote. They are divided into 17 groups, which are called branches. The branches correspond with award categories. So for example, there's an award given for cinematography. So there is a cinematography branch made up of, you guessed it, cinematographers. So you vote within your own area of expertise. Directors vote for best director, Actors vote for Best Actor, and so on. Every year, the Academy releases a full list of the films that are eligible for consideration. In 2021, there were 366 movies to choose from. The nominees are chosen by each branch voting in their respective categories, and then they all get to vote for Best Picture as well. So if you're a sound technician, you get two votes. One is for Best Sound Technician, and one is for Best Picture. There's one extra branch for voting members without a corresponding award category. This branch includes casting directors, industry executives, marketing, and PR people. So it's made up of all these additional people who are vital to the film industry, but aren't eligible to win Oscars. This branch is only eligible to vote for Best Picture. Once all the nominees are in, the Best Picture category uses what's called a preferential ballot system. It's basically a forced ranked voting process. Voters are asked to rank the nominees from their most to least favorite. If any film gets more than 50% of the first place votes, which is highly unlikely, it would automatically win for Best Film, but that never seems to happen. The film that receives the fewest number one votes has its ballots redistributed to the number two votes of the members who had placed it at number one. This process continues, eliminating the lowest vote earners and redistributing as needed to the third and fourth favorites until one film breaks that 50% threshold. The goal is to award the film that is the consensus favorite, the one that most Academy members would consider their favorite, or at least in their top couple of choices. 
It's anything but a perfect science, but it does explain how some of these films ever even made the cut. So I have two immediate concerns. One is that there's no guarantee that the top number one vote getter will win. So by my logic, if you have two films that both get a high number of number one ranked votes, let's say film A gets more than film B, but neither meets the 50% threshold. So when you redistribute the lowest vote getters and look at how many second place votes those films received, it's possible that film B got a ton of second place votes and film A didn't get many at all, which means now film B demonstrates the greater consensus. Most voters are okay with the overall winner being one of their top choices, even if it wasn't their number one. So I sit here saying that I'm not entirely sure that it's always the best film that wins, but it could just be the one that's more widely accepted by the most people, right? It's probably just kind of the most palatable by everyone's opinion. My other sticking point is the whole everyone gets to vote for best picture part. I think this can and probably has allowed for some bigger budget films to win even though they might not have been widely regarded as the best film. For example, if you are part of the special effects branch, when you go to vote for best picture, you're probably not going to vote for a movie that has no special effects, right? You're probably not going to vote for a film like Nomadland when there's some big budget Avenger thing that you could vote for instead. So I'm not saying that there hasn't been some big box office epic beast that deserved to win. I'm just saying that it looks like the ballot box could be stuffed in favor of a film that might not be the most well-rounded or critically acclaimed film of that year. With more than 300 films to choose from, it's likely that most Academy of Voters didn't see but a handful of them, which is why some film studios will spend a fortune on Oscar campaigns to help their films stand out among the crowd. This might be how sometimes very small budget films get the attention they need to be considered. I will talk about this more later as a number of films automatically come to mind. Needless to say, it's all a bit fuzzy. As we take this journey together through Oscar history, I'm quite certain we'll discover several of these films don't stand the test of time. And how could they? We're talking about movies made 30, 50, 70 years ago when we were at a much different place culturally than we are today. I can guarantee you there are films on this list that don't portray today's cultural acceptance of topics like women's rights, LGBTQ representation, and racial equality with the same care and sensitivity we do today. I can tell you right now, there will be a time when I have to speak about the filmmaking prowess of Woody Allen and Harvey Weinstein, and it will make me throw up in my own mouth. But for better or worse, this is Oscar history, and we're going to muddle through it together. Please join me as I watch and discuss every one of these 94 Best Film Oscar winners. I don't know about you guys, but I've apparently just dedicated the next two years of my life to this project. I'm not going to go in any particular order, just whatever movie happens to pique my interest that week. I'll tell you who's in it, what it's about, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff, and whether or not it's worth your time. I've done some advanced research and I can confirm that every last one of them is available for you to watch, and I will tell you where to find them. In some cases, there may be a small fee for you to watch if you don't have a particular streaming service, but I'll try to guide you to the cheapest and easiest way to watch them if you wish to do so. So with that, please move on to episode one where I talk about the best picture winner from the year 2000, the epic film, Gladiator. <laughs> 